The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 106, recorded July 20th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the team. The other half is Mr. Michael Diaz. That's me. <laughs> We should just record that part and just dub it in every time. Like, just don't do it different. But what if I want to do it different? I don't know. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. It's been a long time since we spoke. I, I, haven't I know. Seen you in forever. I know it's crazy. I'm joking. I saw you two days ago. I know. How'd that go? Everything go good? Yeah. Fucking exhausted. Let me tell you. Uh, well, you're old now. Well, yes, but not as old as you. Nope. Now, uh, for the listeners, if you didn't know, uh, my oldest graduated. And so we had a open house on Sunday. And it was nonstop from like nine to nine. Yeah. 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 You, you know what the fucked up thing is? So we did all that work and uh, some people showed up early. It was fine. It was a honest mistake my uncle showed up early um and so we got there and as soon as we got there there were already people there my uncle was there my mom was there my grandma so like we were we were there before two but we were putting all the food out and stuff and there i mean they helped that was nice but then we finished like right at two and then people started showing up and it just there was no break and we had this awesome display. We didn't get a single picture about any, any of the hard work we did. No ah, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Never yeah. happened. That's Well, that's, I mean, yeah, I would have liked a picture or two, but I'm, I was like, well, shit happens. Right. Uh, Shay was quite upset. Yeah, well, <laughs> it'll work. It'll work out. Right. So thanks for coming. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, of course. Um, for me, it wasn't much since the last few days since we recorded, since we recorded the Loki episode, um, not much has gone on. So, you know, pretty boring life of getting stuff ready. We have some things going on this weekend and, um, trying to get the house set up for that, like almost showroom the way Michelle's got it. It's like better homes and gardens. Oh, just like some friends coming over for a weekend. So, you know, Oh, nice. yeah. Anyways. Um, that'll do it for me for what's going on. <laughs> Nothing really. Uh, just working. I just feel like I haven't stopped this whole summer. So that's why it's fun to do a show like this. So we can catch saying, up. Didn't you just have a vacation guys. two weeks ago? Yeah, but that, but it's like nonstop. Like I, you're doing something. Like I want to oh, do, yeah. I want to do nothing. I want to hide in my room and play video games, watch TV. That's what I want to do. Nobody around. <laughs> I get that way sometimes. I get what you mean. And I'm a pretty open. I'm a extrovert, but sometimes you need to shut it down. I feel like shutting well, it down. Sometimes you just need some quiet time. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm an extrovert as well. So, but anyways, 
What's in the news, Michael? Let's get it started. Well, this one is straddling news slash rumor. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying, I've, I've been trying to find another independent source online, but they're all reporting from basically the same source. And the, the story is that Tom Holland is in talks for more Spider-Man films. Now, I think this makes sense. Uh, both Sony and Marvel are making a bunch of money off of this. Um, but what I think kind of puts it in rumor territory was, I mean, there was the falling out that happened right before the filming of this film. And then we thought, oh man, we're all done with Spider-Man. But luckily Holland was able to bring both parties back to the table and say, hey, listen, let's figure this out. And now obviously we're going to get our third Spider-Man film after he appeared in, you know, what, three other Marvel films. Yeah. Listen, man. There's a cash cow there. You, you, you know, know, he has now played Spider-Man more than anyone else right. in movies. In a shorter period of time, probably. Yes, that too. And, uh, you know, there's the, you look at it this way, literally they've passed the baton from Iron Man to Spider-Man. So, right. and like, they need a strong anchor for the next part of the Avengers if they keep growing this way because they lost a lot of anchors and I can't think that well I don't know maybe Hemsworth is fine doing it and making money every few times but um, the originals are gone there's three of them are gone so yeah we know Hemsworth is one of the originals but like you said is is he a big enough draw as Captain America or I, 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 I think know. so I don't but you got cat you got you know Captain America you got um, Black Widow and you've got Iron Man are gone. Those are huge. So like Tom Holland is the only other, that character, Spider-Man is probably this, one of the strongest Marvel characters ever, if not the strongest or most well-known. Speaking of, well, I didn't want to bring up Black Widow because this was kind of negative. I know you're going. Well, I didn't put it in the news, but apparently Black Widow had the biggest drop in yeah, but that's, that's a bullshit stat because, first of all, you have – when you put it out digitally, there are pirates. That thing's pirated. They what? Don't, nobody, yeah, nobody has to pay. So Some people watched a pirated version. Yeah, I would think so. I myself went to the theater, so I don't know. I, I paid for my, my uh, Black Widow experience. Um. But they can't like this is a what what it has done is it's proven to probably Disney and the group it's like oh we're we're going to lose money if we keep doing this business model they're yeah. going to yeah. so it's uh, eventually I think they'll do you know my gut will be one month at the theater four weeks to make that initial money and then pay extra if you want to watch on Disney Plus for the next two months right and then you wait a year or whenever whenever it comes out. You know? Well, that's like I said. I didn't want to bring it up because I want, I want it to seem like, oh, Black Widow. Of course, it's a woman. So, uh, no, I mean, it, if you look at the, um, I don't know them offhand. Last time I looked, but if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes and all that, it was highly scored by both the critics and the people that saw it. So it's oh. it's nothing about a bad movie. It's because of I think the business model is pretty jacked right now. Yeah, that's I agree with you one hundred percent. I think. You know, some people are ready to go back out. There are some people, and there's still some parts of the country where, sorry, the Delta variant is everywhere. Now, 
those parts of the country also happen to be the poor people maybe don't believe in COVID so much. But the same fact of the matter is, is not to get into that political thing, but just some people just aren't ready to go into the theater yet. And by having this business model for 30 bucks, you can sit at home and watch it in the comfort of your own home. Well, that's they fine. are they, they're eating they, into the box office. They There's made no that money. They made that money. They count that money that, that they did, but that's actually going to go down too. It's a by once they're done. There's no right, repeat you customers. Watch it for a month. Right. There's, there's no repeat customers. Right. So, and you know, it just is what it is. Just to be clear, yes, I thought it was a fantastic movie. I know you did as well. So, I just, I hate to bring it up, but like I said, it, it's more of the business model. Just like you said, it's business model. They're eating right. their own profits. So. Sorry it happened. So, continuing some Marvel news, uh, Jamila Jamil, if I'm saying that name correctly, I hope I am, has confirmed that she has been cast in She-Hulk. Yeah, I read that as well. Yeah. But, you well, know, she's that, fine. Right? Wasn't it hidden, in the, or did he want to say anything? Is that what it was? Who knows? Well, that's the thing. You know, like, you know, when... Um, oh, I can't, I can't say her name, and I'll butcher it if I try, but the lead... Um, you know what I'm talking about. I, I really butcher her name every time I try to say it. But um, the woman who's going to be She-Hulk, she, you know, she was cast for months and she denied it, denied it, denied it. Uh, same with, you know, Oscar Isaac. I mean, it was a worst kept secret. So, you know, when they announce these castings, until the actual star comes out and says yes, I mean, nine times out of ten it's right. But they just right. confirm it. But... Um, I think she'll be a fun addition to the cast. I really liked her on The Good Place, so I'm good with that. I'm wondering who's she going to be. I didn't, I didn't, perhaps I'm uh, remiss, but I didn't quite catch who she's going to be in the show. But I think she's a fun actress. Well, I don't know much about that character, that comic series at all, so I wouldn't know, anyways. Well, it's interesting because it depends on what way they go with it. Because there have been times where she was, I mean, she's a lawyer by trade. Right. So oftentimes she took cases uh, defending other superpowered beings, but she's also been a member of the Avengers, the Fantastic Four. And, you know, depending on who's writing her series, uh, there were there were times where it was, you know, slightly comedic and she would break the fourth wall. But I don't know if Marvel's going to do that because De- Deadpool already does that. And I don't know if they're gonna, how many characters are going to want to have doing that. But mm-hmm. so I don't know where they're going to go with it, but I'm all for it. You know, it's, I'm willing to give it a shot. Cool. What's your next bit of news? Do you seem to, you got most of it today, so might not be the last. The last bit of Marvel news, that's just a little tidbit. Loki director Kate Heron will not be back for season two. Which, how many episodes did she direct? I want to say all of them, but I could be wrong. She, uh, she definitely did the finale. She, I mean, if she, I, I'd have to look. I'm sorry. Is it because they want a different myself. direction, or they don't? She doesn't want to do it, or there was her falling out? What do you have? It's, it's interesting because in their interview, they said, "You know, I said I just wanted to do the one and done." And I think, I think during production, she doesn't come out and say this, but she kind of alludes to the fact that season two wasn't originally in the plan. But there's money. Like she starts saying something, then cuts herself off, and. 
like she's like you know originally there was no plan for well i'm just really excited that there's gonna be a second season and that i get to watch it as a fan so <laughs> you know but you know that's fine marvel nothing's really ever set in stone like as far as we know wandavision is one and done mm-hmm. you know falcon winter soldier is one and done but that doesn't mean there won't know, be another wanda series just won't, it might not be called wandavision which or there could be if that because it's not vision anymore. I don't know what well, you call the white the white version. I forget. This last week we had the Emmy nominations and Wanda cleaned up on the Emmy nominations. I mean, Falcon Winter Soldier got some too, no question. Yeah. But neither one will win well, anything. Well, but they really did get a lot of nominations. So yeah, being a critical darling like that, that can change. Maybe you know, and that's the thing with Marvel. It's not like network TV. Where they like they have to know what the season's going to be next year and whether or not Law and Order is coming back again, right? No, they can do it whenever they want. Doesn't exactly. So, I I would say the Emmy nominations, if anything, could improve the chances of One Division or a Wanda show coming back in some way, shape, or form. But as of right now, the only show that we know for sure is getting a second season is Loki, and. I loved it, and I know, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole series again, you know. Listen to the last podcast, episode number 105. Thank you, Joe. But I did like, I mean, I I loved the whole season, so if she had a lot to do with that, being the director, it's going to be a loss. But am I going to notice next season? I don't know now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on to some Star Wars news. This is really interesting one, I think, um, because it kind of tells a little bit about where things might go. Um, it seems that the Obi-Wan series has cast a Princess Leia, or, yeah, Princess Leia of Alderaan. So, um, Vivian Lyra Blair. It's a little kid. Um, you know, I don't know anything about her. I guess she was on some Bird Box and We Can Be Heroes. I don't know what those are. Bird Box. Oh. So that was the uh, that was the uh, movie that was similar. It was like the uh, oh, was it the Netflix like version of of uh, a K- Quiet K- Place? K- K- yeah, Krasinski's movie. Yeah, yeah, with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that was it. So, you know, we believe that we, you know, we 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 know that Obi Wan is on Tatooine. We know that. Yes. But there's a lot of indications saying this show is going to take place off world, and I think yeah, he doesn't only, have to stay there. Uh, well, he's supposed to watch over the Luke, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you know. So let's say that during this time, that if you watch Rebels and if you're watching the Bad Batch, which we'll get into, um, we haven't seen them yet in Bad Batch, but may happen. There's the Inquisitors that are going around the galaxy looking for any kind of Jedi. What if one starts poking around too close to Leia? Even though right. they may sense her as force, they may sense force sensitivity, but they probably never taught Leia that she was. Obviously, she didn't know until um, right. Luke told her. But the only thing I think that would get Obi Wan away from the planet is to save, protect Leia. So we know that Jimmy Smith is in um, Andor. And we know that they've been shooting both of these fairly close. So my gut tells me that you might see a little Obi Wan and Jimmy Smith's in Andor, and we might see Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith's in Obi-Wan series. Oh, that'd be interesting. Be my guess. would be an interesting guess there. But that would be my guess that maybe 
you know, part of this is trying to draw Vader away from Leia. So maybe he draws a fight with Vader to get her away from Princess Leia. That would be interesting. Yeah. You know, the only funny thing is, so I saw this news as well, but the news article I saw was such clickbait. Oh, uh, was it? Oh, the headline was, Star Wars recasts Leia. Oh. I was like, what? And it, it worked because I clicked on the link. And then this, oh, yeah, they've cast so-and-so for Obi-Wan. I was like, well, that's not, not really recasting. No. Like, I clicked on the link thinking, what, did they get Billy Lord? Are they going to do something with Leia, like on a show, an adult Leia? Because the picture they used uh, for the article, too, they said, you know, oh, Star Wars is recasting Leia. And it was a picture of Leia from Rogue One. Oh, right. You know, for the article head. And then you right. click on it. Oh, my like, God, oh. that's terrible. I was like, oh, you fucking clickbait bastards. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if they just said they can't, they've cast a new Leia for Obi-Wan, I still read read the article. You didn't have to go and go all super sensationalistic. It's, right. Uh, I see right, stuff like right, that. Like, right. uh, I'm, I'm upset that I rewarded it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, obviously casting Leia as a young woman or a young girl. It's interesting because it does open things up. Because, like you said, yeah, Obi-Wan's supposed to be there nearby, kind of made sure it looks okay. But do we really believe he sat there on Tatooine for 19 years? Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, who knows? Who, who, I mean, honestly, who knows? I, I don't know how old this actress is, um, but she looks really young. Like, I'm like, like, like eight ish, you know? Right. Which is probably right because it's about seven years. Like, when does Obi Wan take place? Um, oh, you, know, you would be the expert there. I'm, well, I'm thinking it's, you know, seven years after Revenge of the Sith, like roughly. Right. So, and she looks like she's about that. So people forget, like, they put Leia in their, or, and Luke in their head. Like, these are little kids now. Right. So I know that they did cast a Luke. I can't remember who it was, but they did cast a young Luke that was said earlier. It's so, not Sebastian Stan. No, not yet. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to this series. There's there's just so much pent up, you know, stuff coming up for this this particular series for me anyways. Um, you know I, still, I still think Andor is going to be a dark horse. It's going to be good. Yeah. I, I have to say... It's very tangentially related. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Ewan McGregor as well. I think he's a do fantastic mm-hmm. in Obi-Wan. But I just want to say, tangentially related, uh, we got a full, a free year to that uh, Apple TV Plus. Why? What'd you buy? Uh, my daughter, I bought her a uh, MacBook for her. Oh, shit, yeah. Year. That's right. Yep. So you basically buy almost any Apple product, you get a full year. Right. Included. Even the so, Apple TV, which is 150 bucks, if you want that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, we're tearing through a long way around. It's great. Well, I love up it. Or down, up or down, all three of them? The old we're one? Starting with the first one, long okay. way around. It's great. I've seen we'll do all. the others, but it's, I mean, it's dated. It's from what, from 17 years ago. But Yeah, uh, but that's the point. Like, then you watch the I, next one, then watch the next I'd one. I always wanted to watch it, and we, were, we had watched a couple episodes because of, you know, they're pirated and on YouTube, but. The fact that they're uh, there on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, wait till yes. you get to the last one because you know you know it's shot digitally, so it's much better, and you've got like some crazy panora- panoramas that are just amazing. 
on a, especially on a 4k screen and then if um and then they're all then they ride electric harleys oh really oh it's crazy good it's cool it's cool I can't wait. um but what a trip man i would love to do something like that i would love to do something like that eh, i say that but then i see them go through the ukraine and or kazakhstan and yeah there are full days where they've got shit roads and i don't know how you can yeah do that. that one was bad but roads. they do have a crew with them Right, but then they show the crew getting stuck too. It's like, oh, oh yeah. god, <laughs> it's not easy. So, but it's an again, experience. It's an experience. Not for exactly sure. geek related, but you and McGregor just wanted to say that. I don't know if that's my geek this week, but we're we're tearing through that show now. Yeah, it's good. That's a good geek this week because I don't have one. Now that we moved on, it's a good segue. I wish I was. It was intentional, but I'm not that professional. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't have a geek this week, mine. I mean, it's only been five days since our last podcast. I will say this, though, Network Effect, the book that I've been slowly reading page by page every so many weeks, so for almost a year now, uh, I'll probably have it finished either tonight or tomorrow. Oh, nice. Nice. Good. You can do a review on your own. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, the sequel has already come out and released. Oh, there you go. So, and the sequel is only a novella, so. I'll probably uh, grab a physical copy of that sometime soon. But if I wait long enough, which apparently I have, it'll probably go on sale on Kindle here pretty soon because I'm I'm so slow. The funny thing is, I think I've read every other book in the series in like two to four days tops. I don't know why this one is taking me so long. I I get it's the first novel. It's only about one and a half to twice as long as all the others. Right. And yet, I would just pick it up. I'd read a few pages and then set it down for weeks at a time which is the book's good. I just don't know why I didn't. So yeah. Part of me doing nothing wants to read, you know what I mean? Like just like be left alone and figure out what I want to do. Exactly. See, I like to save that though. I mean, Michigan summers are not that long. Nope. So you got to pack it in. That's what we do. Right. So like come fall, you know, I want to sit in or fall winter and just read and apparently put on weight. Right. (laughs) Anyway, um, anyways, all right, from one Star Wars to the next, that's time now. It's time to catch up with the Bad Batch. We're about f- four episodes since we last talked about them. Uh, we left off on episode nine, which we t- is called Bounty Lost. That's after o- Omega was taken by Cad Bane, which was the last one we talked about, if you remember, Michael. The Cad yes, Bane episode. So my thoughts to you, you know, f- Overall, the last four episodes have been, to me, really, really good. Out of all of them, um, I think, you know, out of the last four, probably Common Ground, which is episode 10, which we can get into, is probably, uh, I'd say, my least favorite of the series so far. Well, Uh, I don't know if you see me. I'm scrolling through my phone right now because I, looking specifically, because I told you I think one of these episodes was my favorite. I'm trying to figure which one it was. Um (laughs) Probably the one I just didn't like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just to show you, our listeners, that uh, Joe and I are 100% geeks all the time. And like after I see an episode, if I really like it, the first thing I do is I message Joe. <laughs> I'm trying to see which one it was, but anyhow. Um, it, it, I, I've liked, you know, I have to admit, um, you know, the first couple few episodes are good. There was a middle part there, like with the Rancor and stuff. It was okay. 
Right. Now, I mean, it, you can since like Bonnie lost, it seems to be ramping up. Or I mean, obviously Cad Bane was fun. Uh he's good to see him. You know, we haven't seen him uh since the Clone Wars. But it's, you know, it, it took a while for the show to kind of see, you know, get into its rhythm and show where it's going and it it seems to really have been, you know, pumping on all cylinders since Bounty Lost. Well, Bounty Lost was agree? a huge one, right? Oh, absolutely. Bounty Lost was was one where they I guess basically told people that Omega was an unmodified replication of Django Fett, which right. I find a little odd seeing that she's female. So that's already a modification. So, um, I don't know. What say you? But to me, a clone is supposed to be the exact duplicate, right? Is that what a clone means? Yeah, well, there's, yes, usually, but... I mean, it's the same genetic material, and you can be the same genetic material. It doesn't matter your sex because that's decided by, you know, if you take my genetic material right now and, you know, implant it, you know, turn it back into, you know, whatever the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, not the starter cells, but you know what I'm talking about? Stem? You kind of, stem cells, thank you. You can, if you revert my DNA into stem cells, which they were close to doing. Um, all you have to do is at certain points in time during the development of the clone right. is to give it more estrogen than testosterone. Right. And so modified. Sex. Right. So, but it's, I'm still, it's still a clone of me. If you took its DNA, its DNA would still say it's the same as me. Only at a certain point when in its gestation period, it would give it more estrogen than testosterone. And so I get what you're saying because initially years ago now, probably 15, 20 years ago, I had a problem or not a problem, but it, it rubbed me the wrong way that X 23 was the clone of Wolverine. Right. But I came around and I, you know, I had to think about it and said, okay, I, I guess that can be, I mean, you can tweak it just right. I never knew it was an, a clone. I thought it was something that was injected with the same. No, X 23 is a mutation rather. Okay. I thought and it was, I thought it was, they they created the same mutation, not necessarily a clone. I didn't know that. And then when the movie Logan came out, right, same thing. So, um, basically, what we're learning here is Omega is the X twenty three to Django. Got it. So I, I see where your criticism comes from, and I I don't necessarily disagree with it. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't mean it's criticism. I just say it is to me i always thought a clone was an exact duplicate and this isn't it was modified maybe not modified to the point of like there's extra um sent extra abilities right well i mean if you think about it, all of the clones i mean we have no problem calling all the rest of them clones mm -hmm. and they're modified from jango fett they're not they have been altered a bit they have accelerated their growth oh yeah and... those have been altered that's that that's the whole point of her why she's important for some reason right Right. Like Boba. Boba is an unaltered clone. He, you know, was allowed to age and mature at a natural rate. Yeah. Looks yeah. like she is too, but she's a female version of Jango. Right. So we'll Why see. they made her female, I don't know. But well, that's, maybe that's... Maybe we'll learn. Maybe, exactly. or maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. And it shouldn't, but I mean, maybe there's a reason that we don't know yet. Right. And if there isn't a reason, that's fine too. But right. if there is a reason... That's awesome. It's all good. 
Right. So we also know that what was cool is that Fennec Shen came back and you, you had, yep. you had both, uh, Kaminoans playing both sides. You had, uh, Lama Su who says, you know, once you get the sample, then you can get rid of, of, uh, Omega. Of Omega. Uh, and then Nala Se uh, gets Fennec Shen to get Omega. And, uh, you know, so that, you know, something about Nala Se has some kind of concern or motherly instinct towards Omega. You know, it's funny because I don't think George Lucas realizes that bounty hunters are not the same thing as mercenaries. <laughs> uh, Maybe he does, and then the Bad Batch have become mercenaries. Is that what you mean? No, no. What I mean is, you know, Boba Fett is a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. or Cad Bane is a bounty hunter. Well, he's not just a bounty hunter. He's basically he's a hired gun. He's a mercenary. You pay him to do a task. Uh, but the task is usually get somebody. Right. The task yeah, is right, it is to fine. like, hey, go. Um, we need you to. Uh, alleviate the the gorillas in this i mean like warfare like you know uh free this town like like mando did you know what i mean right so it's different it's usually extract or get someone that's what they do yeah i understand but usually bounty hunters are you know looking for people that are wanted by the law and they go get them and they well, that's our go. world. This is, I mean, this somebody's paying them oh, to go yeah. get someone else for whatever yeah. reason. That's it. It's that's a thin line, though. It's a thin line between. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think a mercenary will like do any job. Like, hey, I need you to carry this thing over there, which is what what the Bad Batch has been doing for for Sid. You need to go get this thing and then bring this thing and then change that and do this. Whereas a bounty hunter is like, go get this person, bring them back dead or alive. So that was, I mean, that was a really good episode. Then it jumps into common ground where they kind of um, get into a more of the government kind of thing uh, on Raxus. And basically the Empire starts to show more of its power by, you know, um, instituting curfews and those kind of things. Uh, And the local senator, while addressing, you know, like talking to the public, decides to speak out against the empire and the bad batch helped this person escape. There's some cool stuff that happened to this. Um, yep. Like really cool stuff. Like the, the whole, I don't know what those tank things were, where they kind of walk, but they commandeered one of those and then got next to the building and shot inside the building, get out through the tunnels. It was a nice escape kind of thing, but. What are those called? The AT something, aren't they? I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure. What, okay, one real geek thing I liked about this episode. Do you know who played um, Senator Avi Singh? No. Alexander Siddig. I don't know who that is. nothing to you. Right. Unless you are a hardcore Deep Space Nine Star Trek fan. Oh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> but that's the thing. He's one of those few stars now that has crossed, crossed and has over. played now someone a major role in Star Trek, and now well, maybe right. not quite a major role, but, but what a was, role now here in the Star Wars. What was really interesting about this episode is, you know, they left Omega behind for the first time, and Sid kind of babysat her, or whatever you want to call it. But then it turns out that she's 
really good strategic thinker. You know, she won uh, the whatever chess game you call it in Star Wars. She was beating people, making money, made so much money that it actually created, uh, took all the debt away from the Bad Batch that owed Sid. So they were basically, she played and earned their freedom, so to speak, from debt. So, you know, if you watch, you know, the series from now on, you you can see the growth of Omega and the skills that she has. Like you can see her learning how to shoot a weapon, how to play strategy. So it's not like somebody who just is great at everything. She makes mistakes. She's learning. Um, Well, she's a kid. She's a kid, but they don't, you know, like sometimes a hero's a hero and they're just good, right? Right. So like you you can see the learning of it. It's not like a, a Mary Sue, is that what you call that? Right? Right. Yep. So they're kind of shying away from that. But I think, you know, as you start to watch these, uh, and it'll look, it'll, it'll be a little more to talk about in the next two episodes. But what I really think that the, that this whole first season about is about is, you know, what is a clone, right? What is free will? And what choices do you have to make and how human is a human? You know what I mean? And it's really, I think you have to watch the subtleties of this show to get it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens, but if you really dig down the layers, what I really like about this show is that everybody's making decisions. And you'll see that, especially in uh, Devil's Deal and Rescue on Ryloff, which is, I think, two of my favorite episodes of the series so far, um, on what the role of a clone is and what the role of the bad batch will be in terms of what they choose to be. You know, you have this right. chip in, and it goes back to like, you know, when you had Wrecker saying this chip can't make me do things or I, you know, I can do whatever I want. I have free will. And then it's about choices. Then it's like, what is a soldier? Right. Is, you know, then right. you hear at the beginning, you know, throughout the whole series is like good soldiers follow orders. Do they, is that what a good soldier does? A good soldier well, protects people, right. Or does what they're supposed to do. So I'm glad you said that because that's an excellent segue into my question here. So what does a good soldier do? We see, we meet, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've seen him before, but in these last two episodes, mm-hmm. we met another clone captain, Captain Hauser. Yep. Have we seen him before? No. Not that I remember. Okay, I uh, he may have been, yeah, I think he was in Clone Wars, I believe. Okay. Well, new to me because I didn't watch all Clone Wars, but what makes a good soldier someone that is you know, a defender of the people, of the populace, which Captain Hauser ultimately does in Rescue on Rilo. So here's my question, though. We know that all the clones got the inhibitor chip, and that was meant to make them not only, you know, enact Order 66 to kill the Jedi, but it also made it so they had to follow all orders. That's why Wrecker had such a problem. He was having the headaches. Uh, It obviously affected uh, Crosshair. Um, so how was Captain Hauser and the handful of clones at the end of rescue on Ryloth, how were they able to disobey orders? That's my question. Uh, the only, well, the only thing that's been ordered, they're not disobeying orders. They're dis. they're, they have certain free will. And I think that, you know, just because there's a chip, it's not like they push a button. I think, I think it, there's a certain amount of code that I, or whatever they did. And one of them was kill the Jedi. That was one right, of the orders. It doesn't say comply completely. But so far, every other single 
soldier has followed the orders to the letter of the law. Well, sure, because I mean, that's they were taught that from the get go, and you know, you know, life finds a way, right? That's the whole point, I think, of this of like as you know, maybe something goes wrong in the aging process. Maybe like, you know, there's always a, a, a chance that things are different for each clone. Each clone shows different personalities too. So it's like if, if they were all the same, they would all act the same. Right. And I could, I guess, I mean, it could be hand waving away by saying that, you know, not every inhibitor inhibitor chip is, you know, hundred percent. There were defective ones. And we saw already that batch 99, the mm-hmm. bad batch, for the most part, because they were different, the chip didn't work on them. Obviously, it worked on Crosshair. It started to work on Wrecker. Mm-hmm. So it, it just seems, for me, it seems like they've kind of got, they, they suspended that rule of the intimidator chip, making them, you know, adhere to all orders. Um. I don't know. That's the only thing I had issue with. Yeah, it is a plot hole. If if you, I mean, that we that that is an unexplained plot hole for sure. Like, what is what? What? How far does the inhibitor chip go? Um, Is it pure compliance, or is it because I'm a good soldier, I'll follow everybody? But like, you know, they still. If you watched all the Clone Wars, there were like battalions, and you you they 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 were families, right? So they they did stick with each other, and that's that's what they're kind of showing here amongst some of the clones. Um, so yeah, it's a good, it's a, it's certainly up for debate of, of, you know, how are they doing this stuff? So. Right. That was uh, it. I mean, it was, it was a small thing, but it caught my attention and right. I have to, I, I have to admit, I a hundred percent thought we were going to see Crosshair execute Hauser and the others. I know that's right. dark, right? but Crosshair's already gone there in this series. Right. Um, the only reason I brought that up is because, again, I haven't watched Rebels, so as far as I know, Hauser does not appear in Rebels, does he? Not that I remember, no. Right. Now, obviously, they could do some... That could be wrong. But, and say but one you know, of what's the, funny, though, if you look at the the characters, Hauser is one of the only ones still wearing his old uniform. He's got the blue on right? it. And the other ones, if you look at them, they're all white, 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 with different, yep. slightly different helmets, you know? Getting yep. more towards stormtroopers, right? Yep. Um, and then now this could be something that, like, okay, well, every clone is not as compliant as I thought they would be. In fact, they're so good. Some of them are even because uh, they're they're from Django Fett, who was not a stupid person, right? And certainly, Django's DNA was not one to be one of compliance, right? So, yeah. no, no, I, I what, know, I'm, but, what I'm getting that is like, they're going to see flaws and that's where the emperor is like, well, we don't, you know, I'm not going to pay for this program anymore. Wipe them out all over them. And then, um, that's where they get conscripted stormtroopers that will, they'll rule by fear. Oh, you're not going to do that order. Boom. Just kill them right away. Then everybody will fall in line. Like they did earlier in this episode, in this series when, um, Crosshair, Crosshair yeah, took out. did that, right? Kind of showed them that they were much more compliant when they were getting into the uh, rule by Darth Vader, you know, where like, you don't yeah. listen, you die, you know? So and I get all that. And I, I, I totally get that there are ways to explain it away. I just don't know how they'd explain it away. Right. I mean, I get that, um, you know, these officers, you know, the captains and on up, they're not necessarily, some are clones that have been promoted, but a lot of them, they were bred to be captains. Like they were given, they were, they were altered. They were, they were 
basically created differently because they had more independent thought so they could be leaders and captains and whatnot. So I get that they could use that as an explanation that, you know, that may be why the inhibitor chip didn't work as well. Something like that. So I get that there's different levels of clones and whatnot. So, but like I said, um, it was the only thing that kind of threw me off. But other than that, I loved everything. And I, I know we jumped ahead to the end of that episode. Right. Well, I mean, the whole point of getting, you know, Devil's Deal and Rescue and Ryloth is A, they went to Ryloth. B, yep. you see quickly that there's uh, um, Harris and Dula and Chopper. So, so yes, it's how a fan, it, for you? It, it was cool. I loved it. I mean, to see Hera uh, and still voiced by Vanessa Marshall, who, who does her on um, Rebels, but doing it as a younger voice on her own without alteration. Um, I, I listened to her in an interview, so she actually, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> you are that next level geek. That's awesome. It's pretty sweet. Um, and how she did that, but, uh, I mean, she could actually play her in live action. If you've ever seen who, what she looks like, she looks like her. That's really, she's not green or anything, but, um, <laughs> doesn't have fleshy bits on her head, but she could totally play her in real life, which maybe could be an Andor. That'd be a cool character to bring into Andor for sure. Oh, yeah. She'd be, she's general Sindula then, right? I would assume, yeah, because we do by rebels. I mean, by um, uh, Rogue, Rogue One, One, they they call yeah. her out. So, um, well, they just say General Sandula. They don't say which one, but I, everybody, you know, they show the ghost. They show Chopper, in right. So, They're assuming you, it's not her father, right? Exactly. Um, I'm not sure if he makes it out of Rebels now that I remember, but I can't remember. Man, I have to rewatch it all again. Um. But it was, I, I liked it. I mean, some can say that there's been a lot of fan service throughout this series where they run into Tarkin, they run into Cad Bane and all these cameo type things. But I'm good with that. Like, I just think it connects a little bit of the world. Yes, is it's, you know, the galaxy's huge, but you know what? You know, every galaxy, he still need characters to, 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 to grasp onto and hold stories. So they've also expanded characters. You know, there's different people that we've seen so far too, but having a young hair and showing the, the roots of uh, rebellion and Ryloth being that one. And uh, one of the original, um, I guess, rebel planets, so to speak, or systems. Um, I thought it was cool. And to show yeah, how smart she was, and 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 a dare I say a fair bit of uh, Luke Skywalker, where she's just dreaming about flying, and you know, yeah. it was cool. There's some good stuff. I thought it was really well done. I agree, and you know, we we both know, and our listeners should know by now too that I have not finished Rebels, and that's one of those things I keep saying I'm going to get to. Hmm. But obviously, I recognized who she was and Chopper, and I'm that, that you know the importance of them and how this is connective tissue to the previous series that actually comes, you know, chronologically chronologically after this. But it really, by doing this, I mean, we got hints of it, um, you know, are we okay, we get hints of it with the Bad Batch, you know, resisting orders, but then we start seeing, you know, throughout the series, how the Empire is kind of, you know, closing their grasp yep. and trying to tighten their grip on the systems but then we out see almost all right rebellion in common ground with you know senator uh Singh. right and it's it's very much we're getting a taste of this nascent rebellion which informs us the viewer that the galactic empire 
was on shaky ground from day one, which explains their basically the totalitarian fascist approach to everything. Quickly, they tried right. to rule completely by force. Right. Well, they tried to do it in a way that, you know, get the leaders of each planet to listen, to fall in line so there's no problems, but definitely by force. Right. Even this guy. I can't remember. Who's the uh, imperial guy? Um, I have to look it up. Gobi? No. No, that was the uncle. Anyways, the the guy who's playing... um, well, not playing the the character of of the imperial guy who's uh, seems very. They all seem very much the same, like <laughs> just power hungry, want to move up, uh, kind of yeah. dude. So I, I had his name on the tip of my tongue, but he's the one who Hauser, you know, he starts questioning and he says, "Let me right. do the thinking." Right. Right. Very imperial thing to say. Right. But yeah, I I do like this view at a very like I said very nascent very early stage. Rampart? Is that his name? Rampart. Maybe that's Rampart. Yes, it is. Thank you. Um, Like I said, very early stage rebellion. It just shows us, I mean, yes, we got hints of this in uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. You know, know, Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and some of the others Mm -hmm. meeting, knowing what was coming. You know, like... We also have Sagar era we ran into. We ran into... um, Yep, and I don't think we're done with Saw. I think no, I don't think so, and maybe not even Kane and Jairus either. Right. So, which is like I said, it's not a full rebellion at this point. Oh, not but even. We're not. seeing already that the you know the groundwork, and it, you know that fits. It's not well, like a rebellion; just everything's fine, and then on a Thursday, people start thinking we want to rebel. No, and that's you know? why you should watch the series Rebels because <laughs> it's not a rebellion there either. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, yes, there were people pissed off and resistant, but apparently the true rebellion started with Rogue One. Well, there was finally solidified as the as a as a one unified force called the rebellion. There were many factions, like you know, um, Emphis Nest, even and and Solo was another faction saying, "Hey, we're going to try and get bigger and bigger." So maybe we see an Emphis Nest in Bad Batch. Maybe we see that later. Who knows? Or the beginnings of that. Seems like to be a little early. Oh, I don't know. But She'd be young. When not her, but like that. Young. Whatever that. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't remember where this falls. Well, Solo's before Rebels. You're right. She so, could show up now. She could show up younger, anytime. but I mean, or her family or that pieces pieces of that it could be interesting. Who knows if that'll show no, up? Definitely could show, show up, up and thought. could could show up in Andor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. Taking place on that planet, I thought it was really well written. Um, it shows a lot of like uh, decisions being made, and then Omega, who really questioned Hunter, yeah, Hunter, Hunter. Um, you know, I would help if we, if your family needed help, I would, I would help. And what, what is a soldier, anyways? You know, mm-hmm. and making him question everything, and always, you know, she's the conscious of 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 hunter he's like you know it was an old in situation but then she comes back and says well we just got to think of a strategy which we just learned that she can do right. and hera it's strategic as well and they figured a way out and took chances and some cool stuff happened and you got funny things like you know um the hera trying to take off and is knocking things over and um 
not echo who's the smart one tech uh tech is like yes your erratical flying is both confusing everyone including us <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what digs. there is something that annoys me about tech is how quick he is to dismiss so many things yeah like remember a few episodes back where they're in the junkyards and Crosshair and his team show up and the alarm goes off. Yeah. I mean, he's like, eh, it's probably just a mistake. Yeah. And then yeah. even this one, like, uh, you know, they get the alert from uh, Sundula. Uh, and they're like, he's like, hey, you know, kids kind of blow things out of proportion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah. basically, no one listened to tech. Because tech's, right. tech wants to ignore everything. Right, right. Uh, That's kind of his character, which is cool. Right. You know, I, speaking of which of these different characters, I know it's a very minor character, but I, I have to admit, I liked the uh, the Donk bot, and you find out that Donk oh, yeah, yeah. is also uh, defective. Defective, can't charge all the way. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's defective. And that's funny, because here he is with Batch 99, which was the defective badge, right? Right. Everything about them is quote-unquote defective. And Omega tells him that, don't worry, we're all defective. Exactly. I, yeah. I have to admit, I, it was a small thing, and I get it's just a robot that, it, you know, bumps around in the back of the ship now and then. But, yes. those, you know, paying attention and giving those little bits of... Uh, and think of a little kid, you know, or a kid that's 12 who thinks they're goofy. Right. Don't worry, we're all defective. Like, those little stories, that's not an accident. No, that's what I like. I love those little attentions to detail in this show. Yeah. So and the, and the animation's fantastic. Still, it just gets better. It's just I agree. so good. It's much less blocky and angular as to when the yeah. Cold War started. I, I do like yeah. this. more money, better at it. Um, yes. The animation team's phenomenal. Uh, it's a good show. Um, yeah, I mean, two more episodes left. I think hopefully more. I can't remember if they're doing fourteen or sixteen. I can't remember if they counted episode one as two. Like I don't know. Since it was longer, or is it counted as three? Who the hell knows? I think they're doing 14. And the only reason I say that is because I only see 14 entries on Wikipedia. But that's right. not definitive by any means. Right. Um, you know, there's been no talk or no, no um, yeah, thing that I've question. seen about, about season two. I, I don't know. Um, doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it's close to ending. Put it that way. With two, no. two left. It doesn't feel like it's close to ending at all, but you're right. There's been no mention of a season two. I want to believe there's going to be a second season, but I've also heard that this is not lighting up. I mean, ratings are different for streaming, but apparently this is Everybody isn't... that's in the, that I've listened to the Star Wars community loves the show. Right. I'm not, yeah, that's fine. I don't know what they, what. But I've also I, seen I articles I don't know, saying yeah. that enough eyes are not watching it. The hardcore Star Wars people seem to like, I'm watching it and I yeah. like it. Right. But we're hardcore. I, I can see why why it might be tough for them. Like, well, I haven't even watched. But I think people are just starting to learn about this. I, I would say people beyond the Star Wars geeks are starting to learn about these series. And, you know, the... Uh, not series, but um, season seven or the final season of the Clone Wars really jump started it because um, it, it did do well. Uh, so I think that they just got to let it breathe. And I think if they just, you know, there is an audience for this stuff. Um, clearly, I don't know what their expectations are, 
Um, but these are the kind of things that fuel that have fueled Star Wars for quite some time. Clone Wars was the only thing for a long time, man, that animation show. That kept Star Wars alive for a long time. Yeah. You know, after the movies and all that stuff. So it was the only thing there was. And those were George Lucas stories, George Lucas characters. Ahsoka was a George Lucas character, you know. Um, So, you know, it gets a lot of flack sometimes of like, you know, from prequel and stuff, but he's certainly figured out how to make iconic characters and just keep coming, you know, yep. um, hopefully Filoni will, can do this and, uh, keep going. Hopefully maybe it's a one and done. Who knows? Um, I think they could do much worse by not, do, you know, by, by throwing this away would be a mistake. I think, um, We'll find out. These next two episodes, you know, Filoni is usually very good at the last two episodes of a, of a season. Um, we'll see where he goes. Little known fact, uh, throughout the Clone War or throughout Rebels, um, Dave Filoni did the voice of, do you know who? Well, I didn't watch Rebels, so I'm going to go with no. Well, you just watched a couple episodes of this person in it. Hold on, then. Well, I don't know if it's a person or not. Oh, he's the voice of Chopper. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know why I knew that, but I knew that. Yeah. Anyways, I'm looking forward to the next two episodes. Have we? Is there anything you wanted to cover that we missed? No, I think we covered it. Um, I, oh, I think we're. Yeah. I was say the, the the growth of of Hunter where is where I was going is that at the end of all this, he gave the money back after saving yes. Cham and, and, and all that because it was a cool, I think maybe he really caught it was when, when Hera said like something to the fact that, you know, something was said to her from somebody else that said, you know, about the politics and all that. she goes, I don't care about any of that. I just want my parents. Yep. And I think that, you know, the whole family thing and, you know, he gave the money back and, um, you've now seen that I think the Bad Batch have made, or at least Hunter has made decision that like he's probably clearly becoming a more rebel than, you know, he's going to fight the for the Republic of which they were fighting, fighting for before and realizing yeah. that like the Empire is not the Republic maybe. Yep. Which could lead credence to the fact that everyone could die by the end of Episode 14, because we don't see any of these characters in Rebels. We haven't seen them in any of the films. So they could kill them all off. I don't think they're going to. I think... Not this season. I think they could end that way. But, I I mean, this seems pretty quick. Like, you, we've built all these characters up, and now it's going to be like, boom, 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 big big war, all dead. That just doesn't feel right. (laughs) They're going to... There's more of a story to tell with Omega. And they'll get to that story. And it'll come to a conclusion. But I'm not 100% certain that the rest of the uh, Bad Batch will survive. So with Bad Batch, a Filoni production, Book of Boba Fett, a Filoni production, will we see Boba Fett in Bad Batch and will we see a live-action Omega in Book of Boba Fett? Brother, sister. I think... I think we're more likely to see a live-action Omega in the Book of Boba Fett than Boba Fett in the Bad Batch. Okay, interesting. I that's just my interesting. gut. I no, I, I think it's good. I don't either. That would be interesting, though. Yeah, I, I think it just makes sense because 
they've introduced a lot of characters, and once they become popular and whatnot, you know, to make them, I don't want to say make them real, but kind of to make them real, they show up in Bring a lot of action, you know? Right. Don't get me wrong. Hardcore Star Wars people love um, uh, Ahsoka. But most people don't know who she is. Nope. The general right. audience. So having right. her show now up. they do. Exactly. Having right. her show up in The Mandalorian was a huge deal. Huge. So. Now we hear, you know, a Thrawn. And I would love to have Hera Sandula in, in Andor. I really hope they do that. That would be awesome. I, I really, that would be just top notch. To have a Twi'lek, like, because a lot of stuff's been around um, humans. Everything's always like a human lead, you know? It'd be cool if they figured out, like, a, an alien lead. Yeah, the closest like, what if, thing we've had we is don't, Chewbacca. Right, who doesn't really talk. Exactly. It would be interesting to see, uh, you know, I don't know where the... Um, the uh, Rogue Squadron movie's going. You know, right? Is it is it prior to Force Awakens? Is it in between, or is it after? You know, I don't know where Patty 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 Jenkins didn't say anything yet. We don't know the exact time frame, but we do know it's about pilots, right? And and wouldn't it be cool if it was Top Gunish and Harrison Dula was in that, and she's more like the the leader of teaching them how to fly, and Ooh. you know, could be since That's it's a female lead. You know, I don't uh, be a strong female lead. And Anne would be uh, she's a great character, especially if you, you just got to watch all of Rebels, and I think you'll you'll find how cool that character is. I don't have anything against her. I just haven't. No, I know you don't. I'm just saying, like, I think you'll get more out of it when you get, you know, once you get through it, and be like, oh, Someday. you know, got to do it. Cut something else out and do that. <laughs> right. That's a lot of geek stuff. A lot of geek. Yeah, stuff. cut one out and do that one. Well, we'll see. All right. Anything else? No, I think Bad Batch? It, Joe. All right, cool. Um, so that'll probably do it for this episode of the KyberCast. I'm super happy to start talking Star Wars again. So pretty soon we'll be talking the finale of Bad Batch. We've got a couple weeks, I think, left, depending, unless there's a few more episodes that we don't know about. Uh, but uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please tell your friends about us because it's the best way to get this uh, podcast listening. Um, so hopefully you tell a friend and they can find us uh, and tell them they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, and anywhere you get your podcasts uh, downloaded. Hit subscribe so that you know you'll automatically get that every week. That really helps us out as a podcast. And then uh, maybe talk to us a little bit on social to find out what you might want us to talk about. You can always tell us on, online, and Michael can tell you how to reach us. Well, if you're on Instagram or Twitter, you can find us at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your style, which means you're probably 30, 40 plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us. Uh, we have a page and a group at the KyberCast. Cool. All right, that'll do it this week for the KyberCast. Until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.